Hey everyone, you're listening to the Simple Electronics Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, from the Simple Electronics YouTube channel. And with me today, I actually have two very special guests. I have Dan and I've got his son, Zach. How are you doing, guys? Good. Great. I love the enthusiasm. Um, so I got to know your YouTube channel uh, a little bit in the last uh, in the last few days. I'm actually your subscriber number 24, and I hope there's going to be more <laughs> after this uh, podcast. Number 24. But, uh, mm -hmm. But let the uh, let the people know about you guys. Uh, starting with you, Zach. T tell us who you are. Um, my name is Zach. Oh, here comes my little waffle, Andy. Tell him about you, Zach. Um, uh, I like you playing finish? games. What's that for? It's it's <laughs> <laughs> We'll see how this works. Um, Never work with animals and kids, Andy. huh? <laughs> All right. Okay, so you like playing games, Zach? Yeah. What kind of games? Mario. Mario? Okay, what else? What else what kinds of games? Do you like Arduino projects? Um, well, I do like fishing. He likes okay. fishing. <laughs> you do like fishing. Okay, what kind of fish do you catch? Do you catch uh, big fish, little Most fish? I don't. I can't tell which ones they are. They're sunnies. They're very small, oh but they're very easy to catch. Okay. And then do you do you eat them, Zach, or do you put them right back into the water? Um, We just put them right back into the water. That's good, because then next year you can catch them again, right? Yes. Excellent. And do you like helping your dad do uh, electronics projects? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and we call all electronics projects Arduino projects, and I haven't been able to break that habit that not everything is an Arduino project. That's okay. You know what? It'll come with age. How old are you, Zach? Um, eight. You're eight. Okay. Well, I thought you were ten because you're you're pretty smart. Uh, I am I am I wrong? Um, I'm I'm actually I'm eight. You're eight. Okay. Is there an, an Arduino tracking your age? Or do you just know by heart? I just know by heart. And That's I don't helpful. know how, and I don't think my dad knows how how to make an Arduino project that can track anyone's, oh, can we'll track see. someone's age. <laughs> we'll have to see about that. Dan, why don't you tell us about yourself? Um, so I, I've been doing a lot of computer stuff uh, for, for a while. I started building computers when I was about 13 years old. And uh, uh, just gone through, I did an electronics trade school where I learned a lot of really cool stuff. And I later ended up in uh, doing computer security, which is what I do now. Um, and uh, kind of during COVID, I decided to oh, pick yes. up electronics projects again. I thought it would be a lot of fun. So um, we've been doing a lot of projects here in the house. Yeah, we can actually start right from there. Um, I actually saw that uh, one of your videos uh, has in the title um, Mark Rober. Is that is that his course that he gave? Did you take that? Yeah, Zach. Zach and I, uh, we took an online course with Mark Rober that was really awesome. Um, hey! It was a month-long course that you, you did a few hours, and you did it with a bunch of people. Do you want to talk about that, Zach? <laughs> What was the most important thing you learned on it? Was um, it I don't remember. Big ro robots pop footballs. What does that stand for? Um, I can't remember. Brainstorm, research, 
prototype. prototype. And final build. And final build. Um, and why is the uh? So during Each that, you did pull. you did uh, a couple of projects. One of ours, it had to be fully mechanical, so we made a s'more machine that allowed you to turn the 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 uh, the s'mores. It didn't work out. It didn't work out very well. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> I would not buy it if I was <laughs> if I I would be upset if I bought the product. But then we did a a what was the other electronics project we did? The yeah, tour. Sure. Um, I don't remember. Hot Wheels, remember? Oh. Tell them about the Hot Wheels project. What did well, that do? We, well, I, well, we sent, <coughs> well, I pressed the button, then sent out a Hot Wheels car. And then it will go through the track, and when it goes, goes for the finish, the uh, stopwatch so- stops, telling how many, how, the, how long, how, um, uh, it's kind how, of hard how to fast explain. maybe yeah how long it, it took to, to complete the track um, with that said I can tell you some of the the interesting uh, problems we had I I had made the we we had uh, done it so that it was sending i2c over an ethernet cable which I thought would be a great idea because I had millions of ethernet cables that were really long um, and w- we had a problem with it right Zach do you remember? It didn't work too well over Ethernet um, because we kind of later found out that the signal was garbage because it wasn't meant to be sent over a 20-foot cable like that. Um, we did end up getting it working by messing with resistors and basically pulling more power through the Ethernet cable. Uh, but that was kind of a good learning experience for me because I, you know, I just thought a signal is a signal, right? So it should be, if it can work uh, a few inches, it should be able to work 20 feet and Learned very quickly that's not the case. I wonder if you would have set up some sort of uh, transistor array, like use uh, use two transistors instead of just uh, popping the signal right from the Arduino. I wonder if that would have driven more current and then you'd be able to get the signal further. I really don't know much about high-speed signaling, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be something interesting to, to do. Uh, but we made a, a cool Mark Rober video. And uh, that's kind of kind of was the result of that one. So what was the what was the the general premise? So you had a track. Uh, it was uh, set up on it looked like on the stairs of your basement maybe, and uh, you send the car down. And at the end, it would uh, trigger a, a chronometer to stop. What yeah, was the- there was there was a uh, <clears throat> there was two IR sensors. So one at the beginning and one at the end. And when the uh, when it would break the IR sensor, uh, the, the 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 watch would start and then stop. And then we had a I two C seven segment display that would count. I you- we originally started it with a Raspberry Pico. Um, Pico. Yeah, because we were like, oh, Python would be easy, but we found the library support a little lacking. Um, so we ended up going back to Arduino, mostly because that's what we were super familiar with. And I was just trying to mess with the Pico. That makes sense. Did you do all the coding uh, yourself or were you using examples? Uh, that one I mostly did. Uh, Zach has done some programming as well, uh, but that one was a little more complex for him. And uh, I guess you were just counting up the uh, the millis. Basically, you were set up on, on an interrupt. You were 
grabbing the interrupt when it passed the triggers and then you counted the millis from there? Is that is that pretty much the gist of it? Yep, pretty much. Super it's, accurate Hot Wheels track. Yeah, it's it's actually it's really interesting how uh, Arduino brings the overkill hardware to like simple to simple things because there is no reason to count millis when you're when you're just looking at the speed of a Hot Wheels car, but you have the hardware. The hardware is dirt cheap, so why wouldn't you, right? It's just I find that so interesting. Yeah, like it's I've a used lot of fun. Yeah, I've used an Arduino Uno uh, to cycle, uh, like to dim LEDs and stuff. And I mean, it's like so much overkill. People in the 80s would have been just ecstatic. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably the first um, Arduino project we heard. Uh, speaking used. of dimming lights, um, we've been getting into uh, automating our house, right, Zach? Yeah. Do you want to tell them about your, your happy birthday button? Well, well um, when you press it, there's a the, button in our living, our dining room. It, it, um, if you press it, um, um, the lights will turn off, and and the speaker will say, "I will sing happy birthday." Also, the fish tank will blink. Yeah, the fish tank blinks while singing "Happy Birthday" to you. We did that in Home Kit, which is pretty. Wow, cool. the lights are off. Yeah. Very fancy. Do you think you can oh, cool. make? What? Do, you, um, do you think you can make something, Zach? That when you on the computer, you what's on the computers? Talk. Oh, Zach. Shh. <laughs> do you think you can make something, Zach? So you can press a button and uh, and your dad brings you ice cream. Is that is that doable? No, but he has. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't think so, but I do like ice cream. Yeah. What flavor? Um. Well, there's one on at Rita's called Swedish Fish. Swedish Fish Rita's is his favorite ice cream. Yeah. You like the you like the good stuff. No, there's no <laughs> plain vanilla for you, huh? You just you want the fancy stuff. Gee, there's one fan. Wait, wait, cool ice cream at Rita's. There's also one called Sour Patch Kids. Really? Sour Patch Kids, yeah. I used to but eat those candies when I was your age. Ice. All right, so we've got the Happy Birthday button. We've got the Hot Wheels track. Um, I did see something with um, some Legos involved. Did you make a project with Legos? You remember your Lego project? We've made a few. The robot that had arms. Oh, yeah. Tell us about it. He's chewing on an apple right now. It's going to make the people with misophonia go nuts. <laughs> Jeez. So, okay, so, well, do, um, we used a, um, a electronic um, thing um, to control it. And there was, like, buttons, and there were buttons. Um, and, uh, on the cell and phone, a, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, and there was also like a control. There's a, there's a, and also an other off switch. There's other controls. Well, any, there's other controls. I don't remember what, so, oh, there it is. Yeah, do you remember this? So it was a Lego robot. This was Mario Pack. And uh, which is a combination of Mario and Pac-Man. Uh, we used uh, Bluetooth Low Energy, and uh, this one used Remote XY. Um, 
which is a pretty cool program. It's really, really simple for either Bluetooth or Wi-Fi enabling devices. Um, it has some limitations and they want, want to uh, step you up to like a, a more expensive version, but you can set like dials and uh, uh, slider buttons and stuff like that. And Zach actually did program some of this. It's been a few months, but um, it just had arms and moved back and forth um, using some cheap Lego motors that we bought. Uh, I don't think they were officially branded. And then his head also moved left and right, and he had an LED eye. And this is um, this is Mario Pack because did he did he eat uh, did he eat little. Uh, objects or the move around or is just the arms and legs basically Zach can explain that one Pac-Man did um, oh cool it's a microphone over yeah. here we're not using that bud talk about Mario Pack bud well he what he can well he eats coins and and also power-ups work on him the, the power-ups work yeah just power-ups in Mario a lot of most most we um Mostly every um game has power ups. Oh, I oh I know, but you got the power ups in real life though. That's not in the game anymore. Actually, actually, we didn't program him to use him. No, you don't, yeah. you don't need it. I was wait, killed. we oh wait, we made a oh cool. It's a rock paper. Oh, I just oh, we'll, saw we'll get a to rock that, paper. We'll get to that. Out. Oh uh, yeah, so Mario, Mario, it's basically Pac Man's face with a Mario hat on it. Gotcha. And you can feed him coins. Yeah, coins. He, he and power-ups to grow. Yeah, well, you can't lose the power-ups though. And when he um collect and when he eats a coin, he immediately collects him. Yeah. Collects it. Zach, tell him what the thing is I always make you do before we start a project. Do you know what that is? Um I don't know. Remember, I always make you make a design document. And you oh. have to write out what, what it's going to do, and you draw pictures to what it's going to do, right? Okay, got it. <laughs> Every day is a new day, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because he now comes to me with uh, crazy projects that I usually have no way that I could possibly complete. It's basically every day. Um, so... Now he has to write out a design document with all the requirements and the specifications, which is one of the uh, the things Mark Rober's class stepped us through. And uh, we, uh, I make him write that up, and then we, we, we actually implement like maybe a tenth of his projects that he comes up with in his head. There's, um, there's a YouTube channel dedicated to um, making children's projects real. They, they basically... Like children have ideas, and uh, this YouTube channel just builds the thing to do what the what the kid thought about. There was one, for example, where it was like a helmet with a uh, cheese grater, and you just put cheese on top of the the helmet, and it, it grates it by itself, and then it feeds it into your mouth. And these people, they actually made it. I'm I just I can't remember what the what the YouTube channel is called right now, but I'm gonna have to look at look for it and put it in the uh, show notes. So oh, maybe, like fun. yeah. So maybe some of the fancy stuff that Zach, that Zach comes up with, uh, he could send it off to, uh, to to those those people. They might make it for him. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. As long as he can write up his design document. 
yeah, I think I think they need that. So so Zach, you got to be good at writing. That's something we're working on, right, Zach? Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned the rock paper scissors thing. Can you explain that one, Zach? Well, well. Anyway, so well, you go like rock paper scissors shoot, and then the computer does its choice. If it's a tie, you you press the middle button. Is that correct? I don't remember what the order of the buttons, but the buttons say if you won, loss, or win, lose, or or tie. Um, and then there's a lidar sensor on it that um, knows when your hand is over it. So you go rocks, paper, scissors, shoot, make your sign, and then it on a uh, 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 screen says whether it picks rock, paper, scissors, or shoot, and then you press a button to say if you lost or won. Oh, so you still got to be honest. Yeah, he's still got to be honest. One of the things of Zach's projects that he wanted to do that I haven't really gotten into is he wanted to make a Simon Says. um, And I was looking into using a um, uh, the NVIDIA development boards to try to do like machine learning of different things like touching your nose and uh, touching your head and stuff like that um, so that it would be able to know if you're cheating or not. So, but we never, we never did that one. I think if you have a, um, if you have a, I think it's a connect the Xbox thing, which apparently you can find an, in thrift stores. Now um, there's a lot of libraries that will, uh, that will capture um, uh, sort of gestures and stuff. And you can hack them in with, um, with Arduinos. So if, if you're looking for something like that, that's kind of, I think I think that should at least get you started. Yeah, that sounds cool. Ooh, Apple Watch. So what's what's on the horizon for you guys? What's the what's the next kind of things you guys are going to be attacking? Recently, I've been making him do a a project. Uh, it's pretty simple, but he has to program it entirely himself without my help. Uh, it's just got some buttons. Hey, look! It's um, an RC car that and looks some, like no car. Yes. And some uh, lights and a few other odds and ends, and uh, that's that's now he's he's doing all the uh, the the programming himself. Do you want to talk about programming? Tell him about some of the programming you do. Um. Um. I I like to do um, a simple program on my um iPad. He does some programming with like Scratch on his iPad. Yeah, a simple program, not yeah. like crazy program like JavaScript or something, or like, <laughs> or like anything similar to that. Yeah, we we actually during COVID school, I had a block Scratch from him because when he was supposed to be doing science, he would be constantly on scratch doing programming. So I don't know if that makes me a good father or a bad father. Yeah. You could do scratch after your homework. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but that's most, most of what he wants to do. But Zach, I just want to tell you that even though you don't feel like you're doing something complicated, like JavaScript, the things that you're learning by doing scratch programming those are concepts that you're going to keep with you. Those are skills you're going to keep with you for the rest of your life, and you're going to keep building. And I'm telling you, those same skills that you're using in Scratch, developing in Scratch, you're going to be able to apply them to more difficult programming later on. So difficult. don't 
don't give up. Just, you know, instead of, uh, instead of watching YouTube, when, when your dad's not looking, you should be doing scratch. <laughs> no, yeah. and my, and my, when dad isn't working. Yeah. We've now uh, opened up scratch again. Uh, but now he's now he's doing Arduino programming, so yes. he's now typing in. So he's he's moved up, right? You're pretty much at my level now, Zach. If you can mm-hmm. uh, if you can open an example sketch and change a couple of words, we're pretty much on the same level. Yep. Um, what what do you get out of this, um, Dan? Like when hopefully when good education for my child. That's that's <laughs> that's the primary goal. Uh, I have a six-year-old too. He's starting to to do some stuff as well. That's um, my little boy. If uh, you know, we got yeah, his little brother. Uh, he's six, so he helped us with the Hot Wheel project. But um, Zach is a a a very inquisitive person when it comes to engineering stuff, and always wants to come up with ideas. So I have to give that an avenue. I saw that your lab is kind of uh, geared up. Like it's not. Um... It, it doesn't look like you just just started. You seem to have a bit of gear. You have a scope. You have a bench power supply. Um, was this an interest from before, or is this a new interest? Um, a little bit of both. Um, I got the scope and the power supply recent. I've had some other stuff um, from work and stuff like that. So we've built. It was small, but now it's been built up during COVID. So. <laughs> Uh, I also really like the uh, the Siglent uh, oscilloscopes, mostly because they're relatively cheap, and if you look really not very hard, you find that there's a way to unlock Which the features. That, that, um, okay. But that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> um, yeah, very similar with the Rigol stuff. I I have a, a Rigol scope that I really love. Yeah, and, and I could say that those are super useful. Um, I I do. With my work, uh, I work for a company that makes uh, computers that they that are generally done by uh, computer network defense people, um, and they're 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 kind of tiny and they're meant to to, to sort of travel. Um, and I, I I've used uh, uh, some stuff for 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 that that purpose as well. Um, we do like, uh, I have like a, a Soleil, like a logic analyzer, which is spectacular. Um, and some other stuff that we use. So you do like hardware security, like hardware level stuff, or do you do software level stuff? No, it's mostly like IT management stuff, but we've been getting into some of that as well. But uh, our company makes computers, they manufacture like kind of a boutique manufacturer. And then we, uh. We also do a lot of like uh, sort of deployments and stuff like that to help people uh, rapidly deploy systems um, uh, that have to respond to potential computer network incidents. Sounds really complex. I just fix cars. (laughs) I don't do anything that fancy. Oh, cars uh, scare me, so. There's nothing to fear. A car is just about 100 different systems working together. So as long as you know the systems... You're good. It's just, uh, you know, it's like a big ball of yarn. You just have to unravel it one thread at a time. Yeah. Uh, can I? Can we tell something we did? Um, on with oh, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, let's friends. tell them about our our project that we did for our friends over COVID. This one. Okay. 
So now, first, well, we first hided all of like the the chains. Then my my friends had to find them. Once they find, <coughs> once they found them all, they had to scan them. Then they'll then they'll tell. Then they'll wait. Which one is first? Um, the switches or or I the think it's numbers. the scan. So we made a a box um that I'm waiting then, to go to jail for because I'm pretty sure people that see it think it's a bomb, but. I promise you it's not. Um, we we would hide 10. We have a lake near our house, and we would hide oh. 10 RFID tags around the lake, and we would give them a uh, a piece of paper uh, that gave them clues as to where they were, and they had to walk around the lake and find them. And then they scanned them into the box, and then when they would scan each one, it would present a letter on a screen. And... Uh, that would then give them the uh, combination to a physical like treasure box that they would also find. And when they found the physical treasure box, what was inside the treasure box? You remember? Um, a physical treasure box. Can I guess, Zach? Can I guess what was inside the box? Um, it it was like I don't remember. Oh, the... can, can I guess, and then you can tell me if it's the right or the wrong answer? Um. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to say it was an African elephant. Was it an <laughs> elephant? <laughs> oh, okay. My mistake. Um, it and was... You, uh, and we're in the United States. Where will we get that? Uh, at, the, <laughs> at the zoo. I, I would not. That's a wee guy. Okay, let me let me try again then. Um, was it a Nerf gun? No, well, I think, tell him that, okay? Uh, it, it was a remote control and some oh. candy. Uh, the candy was to get them to continue on. Um, so once they opened up the remote control, they had to punch in more codes. Um, and it was just infrared. And that would then unlock a further challenge. Uh, there were some missile switches on the right. And they had to get like an up, down, up, down pattern. And then the final part, what was the final part? That was the part um, that I was by far the most give, proud of. It'll give um, you a hint to the, to, uh, to the treasure. Yeah, there was another treasure. How did it, how did it give you the hint? Do you remember, Zach? It tell, I don't remember. GPS, remember? Oh, GPS. What does GPS do? Um, GPS tells you where you are right oh there 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 so display how many feet you were from the treasure and you kind of had to wander around um until the 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 feet counter started started ticking down and it would lead you right to the uh light to, right to the treasure so it was like a hint yeah that that was probably like 90 percent of the project because um it gps generally only works outside so I, I was sitting out in a wide open field in my neighborhood, uh, programming it on my laptop. So I'm pretty sure that people thought it was crazy, but it was the only place I could actually like test it. Um, wait, you sent it on wine? <clears throat> no, I, I, I programmed it by your playgrounds. 
Oh, oh. Um, what? How did the what? How did all people all all um all over the internet see it? Well, I do. I do have that code on GitHub. If you're if you're interested. GitHub. What's that? You've seen GitHub. It's where I post uh, most of my code. Okay. Um, and so I do have a GitHub repo of some of the stuff that that we've done. And for the uh, listeners to the podcast, if you check the show notes or the description in the YouTube video, uh, you'll find the link to that GitHub. I recommend you go take a look. If not just for um, curiosity's sake, then maybe even to use as an example. So was there was there more candy at, at the end, um, Zach, or, or was that all the candy? Um, that was like all of the candy. I also tried... Well, one we, did, we did give him zombie Skittles. Do you remember he, zombie Skittles? Yeah. Um, he asked me to try it. It was disgusting. <laughs> zombie zombie Skittles were this weird thing they came out for Halloween where like every so often there was a horrible tasting Skittle in it. So you would eat them. It would be good. It would be good. It would be good. And then just absolutely terrible. So we gave a lot of people zombie Skittles. Is, uh, is Halloween happening this year in uh, where, where you're at? I hope so. Else, well, we'll have, well, there'll probably be rules. Like, um, costume mask, um, is, um, is not allowed. Mm. A mask is not allowed or is allowed? A costume mask. A costume mask. I think in school they normally wouldn't let them wear costume masks, but I think this year they're probably going to encourage wearing a mask. Yeah, it's probably, probably more sensible. (laughs) Yeah. Probably not a costume mask. <laughs> what are you gonna be for Halloween, Zach? Is it gonna is it gonna be something um, that lights up? Maybe like a maybe a project for you and your dad to to do. I think you started the wheels turning in his head. Yeah, I think. Whoa, that <laughs> I think sounds I broke like, like cool. What? That sounds like a cool thing, or maybe, or maybe like a. Um, or maybe like um something that plays music. Something maybe. that plays music. That sounds like a good idea. There's something you you should probably look up, Zach. They're called NeoPixels. I'm not sure if I'm making What's your dad spend Neopixels? money here, <laughs> but they're little LEDs. You know what an LED is, right? I've yes. seen you. I've seen you play with LEDs before on your videos. Well, they're instead of being one color, they're all the colors. You can have any color come out of it. Neat. Whoa, that's a lot of colors. <laughs> so maybe you can do something with NeoPixels because NeoPixels are, are very easy. I think you can even program them in um, in Scratch if you use something like a Raspberry Pi. Um, I don't I don't know how to connect things to Scratch. Yeah, we've never done that before. I'm sure I know someone who can show I you. I think I heard that I, one time. I think that I think. Dad told me that the kid that you can use Arduino projects like Scratch, like you can, you absolutely can. I think uh, Scott Shawcroft from um, from Adafruit was uh, was talking about that too. A lot of the Adafruit boards uh, support Scratch. Maybe we should try that. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm so old school, so I've been teaching and programming with with typing, right, Zach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can also do that because uh, Arduino C is also compatible on uh, a lot of boards that have a lot of memory. So yeah, you can you can definitely do that. Look, look, Zach, if I can do it, uh, you can do it. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. Now the gears are turning, and I'm sorry I spent your money. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Now I'm gonna get these like crazy projects where Zach is trying is flying around the neighborhood, right? That's what he's gonna say, and it's gonna fly, and uh, with rocket boosters, right? What is gonna fly with rocket you. boosters? You, you always oh give my- me these crazy projects that don't make include me a complete. Yeah, I'm gonna make you a jetpack. Oh my gosh, I'm not. I uh, that will be. I'll not be prepared. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to make your. Be- that would definitely be crazy. Yeah. You're gonna have to get started on that design document, though. <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta always make the design document first, right? Yeah, but well, anyway, Dad was the one who thought of the idea, not me. right? <laughs> He's gonna be a lawyer, I think. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be a lawyer. We're going to have to go through a lawyer to see if I'm allowed to let you fly around the neighborhood without getting in trouble with Child Protective Services. What's Child Protective Services? <laughs> Hopefully you never experience it. <laughs> oh, my God. What is it? Uh, it prevents bad parents from hurting their children. I would not want to get go on a jetpack, okay? <laughs> All right. So that one's out. So it's out. settled then. Yep. Gave <laughs> yeah. up so easily, though. So, um, do you do you play with uh, remote control cars with your dad, or is that just your dad that plays with remote control cars? Do you do remote control cars, bud? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. My my son, my younger son Andy, seems to be more into the RC uh, thing. So we got him a uh, uh, Latrax, which is like an offshoot of Traxxas, and he does it a lot. I um, know it. It has it has everything a bit. A bridge, a metal bridge, a seesaw. Oh no, that's our our backyard track that I I built. Oh, that, that one's been built over a couple of years. You want to tell it them about that? Um, st- um, stairs with bricks. Wait, what? <laughs> we you have a, a uh, um uh mini crawler course that I built in my backyard. It's probably one of my more popular YouTube videos. Um. But uh, there's a Mini Z, which makes, I think it's 124 scale. What's a Mini Z? Mini Z is the company uh, oh. that makes them. And they're crawlers, so they're slow, but they, they have a lot of torque. And uh, I built a, a bridge a suspension. Sorry, he hit mute. <laughs> uh, so I, I built a, a suspension bridge for it. Uh, we've got rocks and, and sticks and stuff to go over and... A bunch of stuff. Um, I also build a seesaw that you go up and then it falls and you continue on. Uh, so we, we now have three mini Z four by fours that are absolutely awesome that we uh, we run in my backyard. Yeah, mommy doesn't do RC cars. Mommy refuses to do RC cars. Does she at least um, come outside with you guys and take pictures maybe, Zach? No. Sometimes she does. Oh, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sometimes she does. We have a fireplace out there. She'll just sit there with the fireplace. They got lights on them and LEDs and a bunch of other stuff. LED? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and pre-COVID, I used to race uh, buggies. I haven't done that as much. Um, we did off-road racing at 10 scale. 
Um, there's uh, a, a really good track here in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland how, that we use. How long has it been? Uh, well, actually, I was there a couple of weeks ago, but um, I'm not very no. good. How long has the podcast Oops, oh, Zach, Zach, been? Zach. <laughs> Buddy. Zach is metagaming uh, here. Yeah, it, man. It's, it's how been, long has the podcast been? It's uh, been 40 38 minutes. minutes 40 yeah. minutes. Okay, great. Hopefully he gets something good out of this. Hey, what's this? <laughs> yeah, it's just a USB you know, thing. Little edit oh. here, little cut there. Hey, <laughs> I'm curious looks to looks see like how some... much he'll do. I, I hey, used to do like, like uh, something that uh, um, uh, um, can be used in a, com- a computer. Uh, I've done Udemy courses for video and stuff of what's doing like Udemy training. Courses? Um, and I know that like, most of the time is spent in editing, so I'm very sorry. <laughs> you know what? This is going to go uh, relatively raw. I'm going to cut some stuff out, like the like chewing noises and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't don't worry about it. I okay. mean, the the podcast listeners are are quite nice people, and um, you know, it's just something interesting, <coughs> including um, that. Yeah, I probably I probably remove most of your coughs though, Zach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he's had a cough. We we both have pretty bad allergies. <coughs> Zach, do you want to tell him about uh, logic gates? What kind of logic gates are there? Um, I don't remember. You don't remember? You have a whole YouTube video oh, of it. Um, yeah, but I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, Zach, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll say some some names of logic gates, and if it's a logic gate, then you say that's one of them. And if it's not a logic gate, okay. then you say that's not that one is. of them, okay? Ooh, not. I heard not. Is that a logic gate? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Aha. <laughs> Good. That's weird. How about a uh, pencil gate? That's not a... Um, no? That's not a logic gate. Oh, no. Okay. How about an OR gate? Yes. That is a logic gate. Very good. How about a sneeze gate? No! No, not a sneeze gate? That's not the, the thing that you put in front of your mouth when you sneeze? Oh, no, that's no. your hand. I'm oh. sorry. I make I make mistakes, you know? Um, you, I think they're just doing this for fun. <laughs> Me? I would never do that. <laughs> okay, okay. They're just go talking about next. How about an end gate? Um, yes. Hey, don't give me hints. Oh, don't give you hints. All right, he oh. knew that one. How about um, how about an um gate? Uh, no. How about an exclusive um gate? He probably doesn't know it as exclusive. Oh. XOR. Uh-oh. What about an XOR gate? That's correct. Yes. Okay, that's good. How about um, how about a fence gate? That's not a gate. Well, it is a gate, but it's not a logic gate. You're right. <laughs> You're too smart for me. Can and can you just please stop joking around? Oh. I know that you know what gates, logic gates are. Oh, okay. Well, my mistake. What are some <laughs> things you can do with logic gates? <coughs> um. Remember how we 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 did what with them? Uh. I don't. Me- uh, we added, remember? Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait. We we made an a Arduino project that show that that shows 
us um what um um what they are what um what um um about the water gates. Yeah, you remember what what was it in? Was it in was it in one through ten or was it in something else? You remember what that one was called? One and four. One and zero. Remember what's that oh. called? Um, I don't remember. Binary. Oh, binary. Yeah, binary. So, so. Is binary much harder than counting one to ten? Um, well, I do know binary. Okay, give me a number. Um, between um one and eighteen, and I can tell you you what the binary number is. Okay. Uh, how about twelve? That's my favorite number. Okay. So twelve. Let me think. If he actually gets this, I'll be amazed. Oh, he's on. He's on the spot. He's on the spot. Okay, I'm still thinking. So <laughs> I'm an ex. Okay, now. Hmm. It's kind of hard, but it's sometimes kind of hard for me to calculate things. That's okay. Hey, it's- don't give me hints. Okay, he doesn't want to give you hints. <laughs> It's, so it, Z- Zach is in a, a math ahead of his grade, but we've been having problems uh-huh. because... What is it, Zach? No. His Not problem yet. is that he doesn't write down his work. He gets the answers correct, but he doesn't write down any work. Oh, no. I had the same problem, but except my math is not very good. So I'm <laughs> glad you're doing good with your math. Well, anyway... <laughs> It's, this one's kind of hard. It's is it? One, okay. one, zero, zero. One, one, zero, zero. Yeah, remember eight plus four is 12. Eight plus four is 12. Yeah. Let's try one more. Let's try one more. How about we'll do a binary three? Uh, that's, e- that is, uh. Look at this, Zach. Uh, uh well. Plus one. Oh. It's one one. One one, yeah, that's right. Do you know? Do you know why it's important to know binary? No. Do, can you do? Well, I, I'm pretty binary sure you do is how, how is is the computers math? How computers do math? That's right. That's right. Computers have trouble. Um, they can't. They can't speak. Uh, they only have ones and zeros, just like you explained in your video. So that's why they have to have a, a chain of zeros and ones to describe every single thing in the computer. So for well, I well, calculators is real weird, and that and that doesn't believe in color printers. I don't believe in <laughs> color printers either because color printers cost a lot more money. <laughs> exactly. This has this has been a fight between my wife and I, but we have a black and white laser printer. Yeah, laser's the way to go. Your your cartridge black lasts and white laser like ten thousand sheets. It only prints. Yeah, exactly. I buy like thirty dollar cartridges. Our problem was we didn't use it enough. So you, I, I've gone through like three cartridges in like ten years <laughs> of, you, of a laser printer. You know how a pen works, right, Zach? On this, and I'm and also if, holding one right now. Yeah, and if you take the the lid off the pen and you leave it out, what happens to the ink? I'm, I don't know. It, it dries, dries out. out. 
Oh, like just like Marcos. Anyway, that pen didn't have a cap. Mm-hmm. And so the laser printer doesn't have ink. It has little pieces of plastic that gets melted by a laser, and that's Ooh. why. If you don't use your printer often, like I don't, and like lots of people don't, a laser printer is the way to go. But、yeah. a color laser printer is very expensive. Yeah. Have Have you ever um tried to Have you ever tried one? A color laser printer? Yeah, I print for free at work all the time. What? Instead of at home. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Well, anyway, I betcha if you can. Maybe you can prove that a color printer is a is a thing. Yeah, maybe I can prove that it's a thing. Sure, maybe I'll tell you if you watch my YouTube channel and you see something printed out in color, I guarantee it was printed at work. <laughs> and, and um, please, uh, please, I hope it's not any doesn't have an include any video editing. No.、Oh. Yes,、uh, Daddy used to repair some laser printers too. That was my other favorite thing about laser printers is they're super simple. They just when, basically have a, a heater and a uh, uh, a thing that basically、uh, makes static that picks up the Ooh,、uh, the toner, and that's that's Ooh, about it. There's really not much、button. to it. Do you guys have a 3D printer at home? We do not. I'm not a very mechanical person, and that's something that I actually hope to get to.、Um, one of the things about my job is we do have two laser print or、uh, 3D printers. One is、um, one is okay, and one is super super expensive,、um, and they will let us use it as long as we bring in our own、What、filament. So I do need to try to use that more. I recommend just going on Thingiverse at, at first, grabbing the models off、uh, Thingiverse. But eventually,、um, making your own 3D stuff is awesome, especially with、uh, I think it's Tinkercad, which is a browser-based,、uh, shape-based、um, 3D modeling software. That's something that that your kids can have fun with too. Yeah, the、uh, number of what are those those weird boats or whatever that like test your printer. Benchies. We have like a million of them at the、uh, office. <laughs> yeah, benchies. The, what I'll tell you though is, if you do buy a printer and you try to print a benchie and it doesn't come out perfect,、um, that's the point. It's a it's a benchmarking、um, tool, right? So don't don't get too、um, don't get scared <laughs> if your three D printer like like fails at some parts of the benchie. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's a very challenging、yeah. print. Yeah, they、uh, they. The ones that they print, I mean, they're pretty good. They're pretty high end printers, so we do have them.、Uh, they do a lot of prototyping of parts and stuff. So、uh, before they send them, usually to、Can、a metal shop. Can you guess、shop. how many teeth I lost? Uh, two. And oh, uh, four. And uh, six hundred and twenty six. I don't have it. I even had those teeth. Well,、I'm、yeah, because you lost them. How many teeth? So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he does know. have a、up. lot of missing teeth. I don't know how he eats still, but I don't actually know the answer to how many. Um, I lost seven teeth. Seven teeth. Did you put them under your pillow for the tooth fairy? Yes, and all of them, and uh, and yeah, and also five of them are growing. Oh, yeah, they'll they'll do、um, that. 
two of them are are fully grown in. Can I give you some advice, Zach? What? The teeth that are coming out, the the new ones, take good care of them because you're going to regret that later in life if you don't. Yeah, you don't you, get new ones. Yeah, that's that's it. You get the one trial pair. I thought that <laughs> sharks have have infinity teeth. They do have infinity teeth, but are you a shark? No. Oh. Because yeah, <laughs> I went to the dentist today, so that's it's not it's not fun when you don't take care of your teeth. So make sure you take care of your teeth. <sighs> that's a good a good advice. And when am I gonna get um the flu shot? Oh, that's a I that's don't... a question for your dad. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't made kid um kid. They haven't made kid um vaccines yet. Wait, Dad. No, they haven't. They haven't. But let's talk about electronics, bud. Um. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, here's a question for you then. Um. So right now we're the end of September. So uh, I don't want to upset anyone, but Christmas is just around the corner. Are you going to be asking Santa Claus for Arduino stuff? I I don't get... Well, sometimes... He doesn't have to because Daddy buys it all. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't have kids, but I think it would be the same situation on my end. You're I've like, got- here you go, kid. Look at I've this got, random thing. Yeah, I've got actually we we did recently. What what are the robots that we bought you? What are they called? I don't even remember. Something in dot. What did you say? We did get you a robot um, for learning how to ride bikes because that was a hard hard task. So I um a robot that helped me ride bikes. No, I gave you a robot because you learned how to ride bikes because. You're my child, and and it's and Dash I had to and convince Dot. you. Yeah, we bought Dash and Dot. Tell them what you can do with Dash and Dot. Well, you can program it. Them. You can program it. They also have four buttons at the top. What do they look like, Dash and Dot? Well, um, Dot. They have different similar. Well, they are different. Yeah. Are they made of squares? Are they made of triangles? Spheres. Uh, spheres. Um, Oh, fancy! Um, not yeah. not even dot, circles, dot, spheres. Dot it, um has has um has um a little more senses than Dash. He also comes with a stand and can't move. Yeah, he can't move, but Dash can. Dash can move, and you can program him to do things like draw and stuff like that. I, can you make him push stuff? Can, <laughs> Like, can you make them maybe um, like do yeah, like a bulldozer? Yeah, they also come with us accessories. Okay, Ooh. here's one. Um, it this it's for Dash, the launcher. The launcher can launch and roll the balls. It can launch and roll balls. Um, load. Load. Oh, load. Okay. <laughs> and uh, dot dot just watches while all this happens. Um, well. Dash can, um, well, Dash can sense, um, Dot, and Dot gets the message when it happens. Okay, mm. so they're, like, talking to each other. Well, anyway, they do talk. One, they sometimes, they can even say um, funny things. One time, they, he, he can, they can eat, Dad can say, hey, what's the egg? Angus 
Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of funny. Yeah. Also, look into my eye. <laughs> A lot of funny stuff. <laughs> and with Dot. I knew. And yeah, and we programmed that on his iPad. Similar to um, Scratch, I guess. Yeah, it's very similar to Scratch. And they've got like challenges that you have to complete, and then it tells you if you completed it. But he, I don't really know too much about that one. He knows most of it. He does that by himself. I have a couple of the um, like the roll around uh, robots here. I have like a deep uh, like three wheel kind of thing. I've got a robot arm. Those things are a lot of fun. But uh, um, peeling the uh, the acrylic, the the protector off the acrylic is is just not fun. So I don't know if that's something you guys want to tackle, but uh, be ready for a lot of uh, a lot of peeling. Yeah, we do have a. I think it was like Elegu. We made a, a robot that followed a line. Oh, uh, yeah. it was pretty cheap. Yeah, that, that can like also move his head around. It has more accessories than than daughter. Oh. Do you know about Spot the Robot, um, Zach? What's Spot? Spot the the robot dog from um, Boston Robotics. Have you seen him? Have you seen videos of him? No. No. So he's a he's the one of the most advanced robots. Like, and I'm talking he's the he's the size of a regular sized dog, but uh, it looks like somebody <laughs> designed it in smaller so that people like me can build it at home. So maybe that's something to ask your dad about in the future. Something you can have a, a nice little robot that's uh, infinitely programmable and from programming from typing in too, which I, I know your dad's trying to get you to learn. Okay, got it. Is it almost is this all from almost over? <laughs> Are we losing you? What did he say? Is this almost over? No, not yet. Not yet. We've got a little <laughs> more time. We're I getting there. Is there anything you want to talk about, Zach? Anything you want to ask me? Um, no. No? Okay. Because I know stuff about elephants, for example. Elephants? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, please don't talk about it. That's not, that does, what does, that does, has nothing to do with electronics. Okay, here, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you uh, something. How would you program a robot to eat an elephant? Ah, uh, I have no idea. One bite at a time. Get it? See, it's a programming joke, too. Programming <laughs> <laughs> joke? Oh, my. Oh, geez. Are you, the um... Why is eight bits? So eight zeros and ones, eight binaries. Oh. Oh, ah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't even have kids, but I can make dad <laughs> jokes. Yeah, that's, that's the only reason you have kids. Um, okay, so how about this? I'll, I'll ask you another question, Zach. How do you like having a YouTube channel? Do you ever go and, and look at, at the videos that uh, you and your dad make together? Um, yes, I think so. Is that correct? Yes, you've looked at videos. I always show you them. What was your favorite video you made? I don't know. You don't know? We made the Hot Wheels one, the Binary one. 
Uh, we've read some. We have a lot. Most of them are private, to be honest. We've made a lot that are mostly to be shared with family and stuff like that. I don't share most of the stuff that we've made. Yeah, I see. I see some on on your on your channel, but not very many. There's there's some with uh, you know riding a scooter and doing jumps, and I see um, the the one for Mark Rober. So does that make you the most popular kid in your school, Zach? No. No. Well, Who's more popular? Come on. Um, I don't know, but I don't <laughs> believe that. Um, um, I don't think I'm I'm popular with the at the um the table. I I the most popular kid. I I no? I sit at. I don't believe I'm. Uh, well, I don't believe I'm the the bestest kid in the entire. I, I um, bet you you're the most popular kid at your school with a YouTube channel, though. Um, I don't. I bet you you are. Is that hot? When are you gonna solve that Rubik's cube? Uh, I'm trying to give him fidget spinners so he has a Rubik's cube. <laughs> um, well, I can tell you one thing, Zach. You are the most popular kid on the podcast. Does that mean anything to you? I don't know. Yeah, you're the most popular <laughs> kid he's ever had on this podcast. Can you believe that? Okay. <laughs> and how on earth do I stop this webbing trap? Mm -hmm. All right, bud. Um, uh, question for you, Dan. Um, you have a racetrack you set up at your local school? Yeah, it was a COVID thing because I couldn't go to the, do the off-road. So I built a, uh, a Tamiya TTO2. Uh, and it looks almost exactly like my car I actually drive, which is a Mazda 3. And uh, painted the same color. Hey, I even got yeah. license plates that uh, match from some company with the same uh, license like tag. Uh, and we started doing that. Um, I found the thing called Lap Monitor, which is really cool. Uh, it's, I think it's from France, so it took a little while, and it was one of those things that no one knew about until COVID, and then all these people were buying it, and uh, it basically counts how many uh, how many seconds it takes to get around the track, and uh, records it to your phone, which was pretty fun. So I ended up uh, because we were trying to socially distance. I ended up going to his local school, and nobody was going there. So on weekends, I would go and and run laps there. And um, I saw, so I saw that, that the, the people that are in charge of like, I guess the lap timer YouTube channel, they commented on your video. Did, did you like send them the link or something? Uh, I'm not sure. Dun. They probably were just searching for it. Dun. Yeah. Cause I actually, I don't even see, um, I don't even see the, the uh, lap mon. I guess it's called lap monitor is the, is the yeah. name. So it's yeah. not in your description anywhere, but yet they showed up at your on your channel, which is interesting. Is that just yeah. a little like? Do you have to put a transponder on the like on the bumper of the car? Uh yeah, it, it, you put it in one of the windows on the side, and uh, I believe it works with infrared. Um, it's the ones in in professional tracks um, <gasps> use radio, but they're I looked and they're like thousands of dollars. Okay, um, and this one was like $150, so that was a little more viewed? reasonable. Yeah, I had so. a um I I raced uh, I raced one weekend uh, on road cars and uh I had to buy a, a transponder. I think it was RF. 
And that was, I mean, it wasn't very much. It was maybe 75 bucks, but that's only for the transponder. They had the, the, like the house had their own system. So you had to buy a compatible transponder. Yeah. Yeah. The ones around here are my laps and they're, they're like a hundred bucks, but the, the system itself is like 3000, $4,000. Yeah. That makes sense. Although I think if it's just you on the track, I think you could figure something out with, uh, uh, Arduino and some sort of um, beam splitter type thing. Yeah, the, the, the lap that. monitor does up to 100 cars, which is plenty. Um, it does like zero through 99. Uh, so I had uh, another friend that we we uh, would sometimes meet, and he had a different number, so we would we would uh, race with it. Nice. Was it always the same track setup, or or you guys just uh, winged it every time? Pretty much winged it. It was just made with cones. Yeah, still lots of fun because around here, I guess it, it, well, I don't know if it's because of, of our winter seasons, but basically there's gravel everywhere. So if I were to do that, I would need to sweep up the, the parking lot somewhere. And that's just, that's long, especially you guys had a pretty big track set up there. I think I sold my, yeah, I sold, I had a team associated uh, TC6 or something like that. Yeah, man, I raced team associated for all my buggies. Oh, there we go. Um yeah, I was going to, you know, I was, I was trying to join the, the leagues and stuff, but it just, it turned out to be like a big time commitment. So I was like, you know what, I've got too many hobbies already. So I had to, had to sell off the stuff. Yeah. It's been, oh, it's I been don't know what's going hour? on. Uh, yeah, it's sorry. been just over an hour. Okay, when can it end? Uh, you ready to head up, bud? I can talk to him if you want to go up. Ugh, I'm feeling a little tired. All right. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go to bed. Whoa. Okay, have a good night, Zach. Off. Oh, I forgot. Say good night, bud. Good night. All right. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we, we do a lot of RC cars. I think it's interesting because, uh, I, I think it's weird because, there's kind of this weird mix of like electronic nerds and car heads that end up showing up. Um, I've only done electric, but um, you got a lot of people that are like super into cars and, you know, it's just kind of like a cheap way to uh, kind of get the race experience without paying tens of thousands of dollars or whatever a race car costs. And uh, then you got the like people like me who are just into the electronics of it all. And, uh, kind of the endless tweaking and tuning. Um, with that said, I'm not very good. I'm usually last at my my track. So, Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to caution I'll... the listeners. Um, when Dan says cheap, he doesn't mean like cheap, cheap. He just means cheaper than full-size racing. It's uh, It can get very expensive, even if you're just bashing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so most cars, I would say for like two-wheel drive, probably starts around five to 600 bucks. And like four wheel drive can be upwards of a thousand dollars and they go through tires like crazy. So you only get like two or three uh, races out of like $60 tires. Yeah. And as you go up in scale, uh, everything goes up in price as well. It's uh, yeah, it's insane. Some people, um, the, the track near me, some people were racing fifth scales there. And um, I mean, that's just insane. You're talking about like $150 worth of tires. Uh, per per race basically because you just chew through them so quickly 
And it was like some weird uh, clay stuff that they were racing on. So they had to get these special clay tires. It, it's nuts. It's insane. The, the, the price to enter those things. Yeah. I, uh, they had the roar nationals, um, which were the qualifiers for the international races. So roar is like the, uh, uh, North America's remotely, uh, remote, uh, remotely operated automobile racing. It's like the organization that is the governing body. And uh, they actually, a couple of years ago, they had the, the, the qualifiers to go to the internationals and, uh, the people will actually, they'll attach the tires to a, like a drill and they will shave them down to the perfect like amount because generally they're not good new and they're not good dead. So there's like a sort of sweet spot. So these people are buying these tires and just like shaving them until they were perfect. And then they would use them for one six minute race and then they would get rid of them. Yeah. I've even seen some, uh, some professional setups where it wasn't a drill anymore. It was like a whole bench top setup and you just mount the little wheel on and it, and it spins with a, a sanding drum and it all gets to the right, um, to the right depth. And then they take them off and then they put them in these little blankets to warm them up. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, it's crazy. Like all, all we did, I was, um, I was doing the, um, I don't know if you guys have the same kind of, uh, classes, but I was doing the vintage racing. So it's basically the entry level, uh, racing because the tires are all fixed. It's all, everyone has the same tires. Um, everyone's the same weight, uh, and everyone has, um, like a vintage style, like a muscle car body. And all we did was we would soak the tires in a solvent to soften them. And then that smells the really bad usually. Yeah. I would use, uh, I use WD 40. Like I, I'm a, I'm a bit of a research nerd. So when I took a look at all the, the forum posts and stuff, they were saying like WD 40 is something like 2% traction difference from the actual, uh, tire juice. So I just used WD 40. Now I was fine with that. Like 2% is not something that I'm going to lose by. I'm going to, I'm going to lose by huge right. margins. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's a lot of weird formulas that people have that they don't tell you what is in it. And you're like, this is probably horrible for me. I'm probably going to have cancer. <laughs> um, there's a newish company, I forget, that they sell that's actually made of coconut oil. And it doesn't smell horrible. And it actually works pretty well. So that's what I now use. Um, but Very nice. Um, when you get a 3d printer, I think the cool thing about that, and I say when, because it's a natural progression, so <laughs> it's probably what's going to happen. Um, but it's pretty cool because you can print your own parts. You can print, uh, rims, uh, you can print tires, especially for bashing, not really for racing. Um, you can print chassis braces and, and, you know, custom length arms and stuff. It's really the, the, the tech is there. So if, uh, if that's, if that's ever going to be your jam you're probably going to apply it to your RC hobby as well. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, but I designed a whole um, remote control snow speeder, basically a three ski um, fan ducted fan powered uh, RC. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So designed the whole thing in fusion 360 printed it out, um, you know, mounted the parts had, had traditional uh, radio gear on it and then off to the races. That thing's a lot of fun. I just need to modify it for this winter. Yeah, that uh, the other one is uh, I've seen that uh, they have uh, little snow plows. Would always be fun to be able to sit and 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 drive a snow plow. 
Yeah. The only thing with the snow plows is that you're better off making it bigger scale because you need the weight. That's the thing with the snow plows. If you don't have the weight, you're not going to be moving any snow. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys must get snow in, uh, you said you're in Maryland. We haven't had a good snow in years. Um, like eight or a few years ago, we had a couple of feet, but we haven't had a ton uh, more recently. So hopefully we'll eventually get some. You say that you now, get some. when, when you got to go shovel, <laughs> it's terrible. You know, we yeah, get, I don't have a, I don't have a good enough driveway. I just have a little parking pad. Oh, that's not too bad then. Yeah, we have, uh, I think we have uh, about 60, 70 feet of driveway to uh, uh, to shovel. And the worst part is the sidewalk plow passes and leaves a, a snowbank on either side. And then the, uh, the uh, road plow will pass and it leaves a snowbank in the street. So then we've got three snowbanks to clear. <laughs> as long as you got neighbors, hopefully that help you help with all that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> they're, do, they're doing their own <laughs> well um do you want uh do you want to plug something towards the end of the the podcast here is there something somewhere you want uh people to to go check out uh we do have a youtube channel uh it's drem spider d-r-e-m-s-p-i-d-e-r uh that's about it i have some github uh things that i've i've done in the past, but I'm not super into uh, advertising our, myself. It's mostly just been a, a fun thing for, for the kids and Bell show friends and family and stuff like that. Well, lots of people like to um, like to check out uh, family projects and stuff. So definitely they're going to go check it out. But I do have uh, one little bit of business before we end. Um, every podcast, I ask my guests the same question and get their reaction to it. So here, here it goes. Uh, if you had a government grant to have to start the business of your dreams, it doesn't have to be profitable, but it has to provide a service or a product. What kind of business would you start? Man, I should have uh, prepared because you always ask that. So I, I should have been. Uh, <laughs> it's better if you don't uh, prepared. Prepare. All right. So how about a way to teach kids computers and electronics? I think that that's that's a, a pretty valuable, a valuable thing. Uh, that way they can build something awesome when they get old. That that would be my answer. So some sort of, you mean like a physical thing or like a digital type learning? Thing? Oh, it'd be like a training type thing, you know, for kids. Uh, make the next generation be be smart on computers. Yeah, I, I, the, you know, the more I'm researching it, the more that people are saying that it doesn't matter what your kids learn, but they do need a programming language at the very least because that's i mean that's the the future already almost everything has code on it so if you yeah, want to understand and I, the future. I i feel like there's a computers have gotten since i was you know a kid computers have gotten easier which is great but it's also bad right because like i started with like dos and then i eventually migrated into doing a lot of linux stuff where it's like super complex and you you spent hours like going in the esoteric parts to like make it work. And, and now it's like, and, and even me, like I mostly just use a phone and an iPad, which is way simpler. Um, but at the same point, I feel like it, it's not good because 
kids aren't learning like how computers work and you know how memory management works and 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 storing files and and all the all the stuff that's now just kind of done for you yeah there's but there's two approaches to that though there is the approach from the ground up like you have to learn what the computer actually does to shift things around in memory and how it uh, produces an output, how it reads an input, and how it treats variables. But there's the other one where it's just just learning the language of computers and then working backwards from that into the basics. I've seen quite a few people argue for one way or the other. I think the important thing to keep in mind that as long as they're learning, that's the important part, right? Like the 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 the, the details will come later. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just you got to keep them on those details. The problem is, is there's games everywhere, so <laughs> they quickly yeah. become distracted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. But at least, like, uh, isn't like isn't Minecraft, which is the most popular game at the moment? Uh, it, I think it has like a, a system built in that you can actually design games within the game or something like that using yeah. uh, programming, basically logic gates and stuff. So. I think the future will be bright because I think that the kids are being exposed to these tools without even knowing they're being exposed to the tools, you know? Yep. I agree. So it's going to um, be different, but that's not a problem. Yeah, for sure. Different, different doesn't always mean bad, but sometimes it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for taking your time uh, to, to come onto the podcast with your son. I, we did lose him halfway there, but, uh, that's all right. Um, any closing thoughts? No, this is awesome. Thank you very much. No problem. And I hope the listeners, you'll go check out uh, the YouTube channel uh, and the links in the description to the GitHub and stuff. Um, leave comments on the videos uh, for stuff that you like to see because as a YouTuber, I know that's very encouraging to get comments. So um, I'm sure Dan would love some comments as well. And I want to thank you guys all for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you.